to Hanging in the Nest with your host, Josh DeHawk Alonzo and Max the Turkey Rubenstein. think it's monday but it is tuesday and we are hanging in the nest our technical difficulties are over and we are back at it max the turkey rubenstein josh the hawk alonso are in the house how's everybody doing what's going on everybody yeah we had some issues yesterday we got our little elves a little working on them to get them fixed up and ready to go we're ready to go big big sports week uh, a lot of playoff action going on phil mickelson champion again so a lot to cover but as always, Max, what fact do you have out there for us today? All right, I got a couple today. We're talking about the chicken. Oh, the All chicken. Right? I was really hoping for you know, duck. I get a good duck fact next week? I want a good duck fact. I'll try to find a good duck fact, but I like chicken more than duck, so that's where I'm going with this one. Fair enough. All right, so a group of chicken called a peep. Everybody knows that. Actually, I didn't know that. That's a new one there. But there are more chicken in the world than there are humans. Okay, which I think is crazy. They only have 200 to 300 taste buds, whereas opposed to us humans have 9,000. Wow. Okay, they have terrible, terrible night vision, but they are the closest relative to the T-Rex. So there you go. The chicken. Yes. How about that, right? I mean, if you think about how a T-Rex walks and how a chicken walks, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I guess. There always has been a lot of conversation about like a lot of the animals and birds, like dinosaurs and birds have a correlation. Exactly. Even something a velociraptor actually means bird of prey. So it's, uh, you know, just an interesting thought there. All right, chicken and, and uh, T-Rex. I like it. Yeah. Distant cousins, if you will. Distant cousins. The News Corner. So let's get into the big news, Max. Bill Mickelson. At the age of 50, becomes the oldest golfer to win a major. I mean, he looked really good out there. I was, I was impressed. Yeah, I mean, good, great for him. 50 years young, still putting up, you know, amazing golf rounds. Way better than you, me, probably combined. Of course. So, yeah, good, yeah, good for him. He looked great. The, the end, though, was kind of weird with all those fans and how they started, like, Yeah. I and felt like I, I was watching Happy Gilmore. You know what I mean? Like, it was... I mean, you know what? It was a big moment, but I think, uh, yeah, it wasn't done great. But And a couple golfers even came out and were like, what's going on and all that stuff and didn't like it. But you know what? I think people just got wrapped up in the emotion. Yeah. Other big news, Max. I don't know if you saw it, but on Fox, they had Skip Bayless. And I think he's with Shannon Sharp or certainly one of them, right, Shannon Sharp? Shannon. They do a little, they do a little debate show. He calls Julio Jones on the show, asks Julio Jones, what's his situation? He says, I'm out of there. He's out of Atlanta. Are you, like, surprised that he has requested a trade at this point? I think that whole thing was pretty weird. Like, staged? Do we think it's staged? Do they like, think they just have normal time during their day to just be like, hey, let me see what Julio Jones is doing? Yeah, I mean, they were discussing, like, where you want to go, he would want to go or something like that. I don't, I don't really watch their show that often. Um, but Skip, I just, I'm just not a Skip Bayless guy. But he basically just calls them up. They're like friends. They start talking. And he's like, oh, so like, what's going on with the Falcons or something? He's like, I'm out of there. I'm just out. Like, yeah. And it's like Skip Bayless is sitting there like, I told you. Like, I knew it. You know, he's like freaking out. Um, but, yeah, Julio Jones, where would you want him to go? You can't say the Jets because obviously, you, of course, you'd want that. But what other team would you think is a logical uh, destination for Julio? He wants to win. That was the key thing. Right. So, first of all, Atlanta wants a first. They're not getting a first because Julio has all, you know, the other teams have all the power. But the thing is, not only does this team have to give up something for him, they got to be able to take his cap space, uh, cap space hit, which I think is $9 million or something like that. So let's, you know, let's look around. Let's see who would be awesome. He wants to win. How about them Green Bay Packers, man? I bet Aaron Rodgers I, would stay if he comes over. I think that's like a great call. Aaron Rodgers talked about how there's been the report that he's, 
inter- got an interview, said that it's all about the philosophy over there, not about the Jordan Love thing, which who knows? There's some smoke there, whatever. But yeah, like, okay, philosophy is a problem. I'll bring in Julio Jones. Like, will you shut up now? Is that like philosophy fixed real quick? Right, right. The other team I'd like to see, and I know my dad would like it too. Him and I were talking over the weekend. I could see the Rams doing it. I, I agree with you. I don't think a first round pick is possible, but a second, I think definitely is maybe a player. The Rams have been known to trade these picks out. They're not as like concerned about the different draft picks. I think they kind of handle it as, well, I get good value late, which they do usually. You put a Julio and maybe you move out like a Woods or a Cup. Um, I think that actually gives an upgrade because um, what Julio can do down the field over some of those guys. So I could see something like that too. Would be interesting. Uh, another team possibly – uh, that I kind of thought of would be Chicago Bears. I don't know if they have enough to get it done since they gave up a lot for Justin Fields, but if you want to give Fields a target, man, him and Robinson with Montgomery in the back, oh my goodness, you talk about a team that's ready to win, that could be a great Chicago team. It, yeah, it could be. It all, yeah, it all depends on how Fields plays, but yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, all right, other NFL news, Max. Tim Tebow, he is signed. signed He's on the ready to go. Yeah, eighty-five is a tight end in your scorecard. It sounds like the other tight ends out there weren't that upset by this move. They don't know what all the hype is about, like the not hype, the disgust, or you know, like the anger towards Tim Tebow. Um, what what is your take on that, though? I don't care. I'm gonna be totally honest. Tim Tebow means nothing to me. I don't know if he'll even play that much. I'm gonna be totally honest. This could be this move was done to maybe take the pressure off Trevor Lawrence because now so many questions are going to be directed maybe towards Tim Tebow and the coach as opposed to Trevor Lawrence. And it could be an easy transition to the NFL. But then let's talk about it. These teams, maybe not Jacksonville so much because Florida was weird, but these teams lost a lot of money um, because of COVID. And if you say, hey, look, Tim Tebow's here, he's ready to go. People are going to come to the stadium. People are going to buy his jerseys, all that. So I think that was done for that reason as well. All right. Any other uh, NFL news you want to cover there? No, it was super, super light in the NFL. All right. So let's get into hockey. The playoffs have been phenomenal. The Islanders pulling out that double overtime win last night. I know some of our big Islander fans must be thrilled, but what a game that, I don't know if you got to watch the game at all. What a game that was. Um, they're uh, Islanders up three two, but overall, yeah. give us give us your take on what's going on out there in these hockey playoffs. So just real quick, yeah, Pittsburgh Islanders, man, three two, pretty crazy. Islanders are sticking with Penguins, which I didn't think would happen, uh, and their goalie is doing far better than the Pittsburgh goalie. He had a blunder yesterday that basically led to the game winning goal. So who knows if he'll be able to come back from that? But yep, Islanders are up three two to Pittsburgh. We have the Hurricane and Predators tied 2-2. The Predators won in double overtime on Sunday, which was another really good game. Been a lot of overtime games and been a lot of awesome games as well. We have the Canadians. I'm sorry. We have the, um, yeah, we have the Canadians losing last night. So the Maple Leafs are up two games to one in that series. Big win on Saturday, but the Maple Leafs have to get over losing John Tavares with a terrible, terrible injury. I don't know if you saw that on, I think it was Saturday. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't see the actual, the actual injury. I saw highlight, you know, like the updates afterwards. Yeah, he did not look rough. He tried to get up and just literally fell right back. So he's he's out of the hospital, but I don't know if I see him playing any more of this playoffs. So Maple Leafs are going to have to come back from that. We got Vegas up 3-2 to two on the Wild. Okay, and we have – let's see any other thing besides that. So there were some brooms taken out, man. I, well, I was going to talk. Like I was going to talk about all those as well. But we do have some series that are already over. The Avalanche yeah. handled the Blues four games to nothing in a sweep. Nathan McKinnon nine points in those four games. He absolutely killed it. Yep. Boston took care of the Capitals four games to one. Boston, I think we both called that. Boston handled the Capitals. It was not close. Yeah. Um, and then the other series that is over, which is the shocker of the series so far, the, the Jets, Jets swept the Oilers. Four games to nothing. Connor McDavid is done. Last night, a triple overtime game to win it. Okay, yeah. but in game three, the Oilers blew a 4-1 to one lead in the third period and then end up losing in overtime. So, you know, those trade rumors are already going around. Connor McDavid doesn't want to be there anymore, but... 
he's too good of a player to just, you know, give up on. So we'll see what the Oilers do in the offseason. Yeah, definitely been some wild games. I'm surprised that the Panthers have been hanging around as well, man. Yeah, Lightning uh, at 3-2 in that series. Yeah, I, I'm they, surprised. Did that, you see who they started last night in goal? Who the Panthers? 20-year-old Spencer Knight wow. started the game last night, gave up a goal early, but he settled in, looked great, and he is definitely the future for them in goal. Nice. So, yeah, a lot going on. These games have been awesome. Like I said before, so many overtime games. There's just a, du- a different feel about playoff hockey. It's it's great. Yeah, got to love it. Got to love it for sure. So, any other hockey news you want to cover there today, man? I think that's it. Playoffs have you know been going on. Got more games tonight. Uh, looking forward to uh, the next second round. See what happens there. But right. there are other playoffs, Josh. Let's talk about the NBA. NBA, yeah. NBA started off with a bang as they headed into the playoffs. Of course, the playing games themselves were absolutely wild. The Warriors got bumped out by the Grizzlies, who have been just – they look great. John Moran is just killing it out there. Yep. And they actually not only came in and knocked out the Warriors, but they knocked off the Utah Jazz in their first game, 112-109. to The Grizzlies are up one nothing in that series. Other games that were some upsets, the Mavericks beat the Clippers. And the Trailblazers beat the Nuggets in the first game, but lost the Nuggets last night. I did call both games last night. I took the Bucks minus the points, and they ended up blowing out the Heat. I took the Nuggets minus the points as well, and they ended up blowing out the Blazers. So Dame Lillard dropped 42 points and 10 assists, but it was not enough. The Knicks, man, oh, devastating loss, 107-105 to 105 to the Hawks. These playoffs are just getting going. Trey Young silenced the Garden. That's the big talk. 32 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. It was pretty wild. And the Lakers go down to the Suns, 99-90. When we get into bets and things like that in a minute, I'll talk about some of the games that are upcoming. I'm a little bit nervous about some of these lines. Be very careful with this NBA structure. Um, the way the playoffs ended up ending up, I, I don't think the Vegas odds versus how the team stacked up really align well. So you got to be very careful if you're betting out there. Mm, very good. So, yeah, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm confused. How come NBA plays so little games in such a short amount of time? I feel like they have like four days off before their next game. Yeah, I hate it. I don't understand the schedule. They just like draw this out more and more. So it's much. Like, it's just too much. I don't, you know, I get there's a load management thing. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it's, I don't know, not happy by that at all. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. Uh Let's head into some MLB news, Max. The Tampa Bay Rays have won 11 straight games. They are, and they are the cream of the crop right now. They are absolutely killing us right. The Red Sox are half a game back, though, and the Yankees only one game back. So the AL East is just crushing it. The Blue Jays are 500, and, of course, Baltimore stinks. But yes. other than that, what else you got going on in baseball? So let's talk. So you talked about the winners. Let's talk about the NL East. I'm sorry, the NL West as well. San Diego was on a nine game winning streak before they lost yesterday. Dodgers are on a seven game winning streak. And then you have the Giants hanging around. So that division is getting pretty interesting out there in the West. I think we all figured it was going to be a two team race, but watch out for the Giants who are kind of hanging around. Arizona is on an eight game winning streak. So they're done. Colorado doesn't look great. Uh, and like you said, you talked about the other teams. Let's talk about the Mets getting some injury relief. Finally, Jacob DeGrom well, comes back today. Can Thanks. you just lose, though, Conforto and Jeff McNeil for like a month? So we lost them a while ago, and now we looked at the injury, and now it's a little bit longer than uh, Oh, it's further. Okay. Yep. Uh, the Mets are on their fourth center fielder, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's getting to the point where they're so depleted. There are talks of Yasiel Puig and maybe Johannes Cespedes is coming back to the Mets. There's rumors that they wow. are reaching out to all these outfielders just to get some bodies in there. I they called me. I declined. I wasn't, you know, able to get out there to I could just couldn't give the Mets enough time what they need they needed. So I declined their invite to play outfield. Mm-hmm. So besides that, we have uh, some other injury news. Uh, Kenta Maeda is going to the IL for shoulder issues. Hopefully it's not too long. Framia Reyes on the Indians out five to seven weeks with an oblique. Obliques are tough. 
um, back in the 80s. I don't know if anybody knew where the oblique was, but now, you know, different kind of baseball. We got Mike Miko, uh, what's his name, Mikolos on the St. Louis Cardinals. He came back first time right to the DL for forearm soreness. Never a good sign when you're a pitcher. But I wanted to save this one for last. Another injury news. Did you hear what happened to Kevin Kielmeyer? Uh, when he got hit in the face? Nope. He left the game because of an eyelash. Okay, an mm-hmm. eyelash got stuck in his eye and it started getting irritated and he could not see. And he literally had to get taken out because an eyelash got caught in his eye. He wow. did not even start Sunday because it was still hurting him. I mean, that's talk, one, you that's talk one big eyelash. I know. You want to talk about soft players, man. Baseball, I tell you. I hear the Mets are looking to trade for him, too, so that would make a lot of sense there. Well, as long as he gets his eyelashes under control, I'm all good. Good defensive player. All right. I like it. I like it. Behind the line. Let's get into some pickups and some bets. Where should we start, Max? You know, I went... 2-0 last night in my bet, so let's let's get into that a little. Let's do I it. mentioned this earlier. My advice for tonight's games, don't bet them. Sometimes the smart bet is not to bet. The lines, Vegas is messing with you people. They are looking to screw you over. Let's walk through this quickly here. The Lakers on the road are favored to beat the Suns. Lakers minus two. This is a weird game. The Suns beat them by nine. There's still some concerns about LeBron and AD's injuries. You just don't know what Laker team you're going to get. Can the Lakers beat the Suns? Sure, but the Suns could definitely beat the Lakers. I just think this is such a coin flip. I prefer, if you're going to bet it, to take the Suns with the points. I like them better at home. I think they're going to be strong coming off this win. I think the whole idea of LeBron trying to power through and just dominate everyone is just not going to happen this year. From a Mavericks-Clippers game, Clippers are minus seven after the Mavericks won. So, again... Big line here, seven points. Again, I, I'd go with taking the points of the Mavs, but I don't like this. This could be a trap game where the Clippers blow them out and maybe cover. And the Nets minus nine, you could take against the Celtics. The Nets are the better team here with Harden and them. But truthfully, I would avoid it if possible. If I'm doing anything today, I'm looking at baseball. Potentially, I would take the the Cubs over the Pirates, the Yankees, um, and the Nationals. All money line, I think, would work. You know, look for a little bet, but um, stay away from the NBA is my advice for today. All right. So like you're saying, the best bet is to not bet. I don't know, man. That's an interesting strategy. See if it works out. If you I, had to, What about this? If you had to bet, what are you thinking? I would take the points with the, the Suns plus two, the Mavericks plus seven. I would take then if I had to parlay with the three, I would just take – I would take the Nets minus nine. I would. I think they're just going to dominate the Celtics, so I would take it. Okay. I don't, but, I don't but love we're it. not bad, but we're not bad. Uh, I personally will not put money on, on that combination this evening, but if that's what I was going to place a bet on, that's what I would do. All right. And I heard some of your uh, MLB bets as well. Yesterday, my bets were out there. Not great. Blake Snell didn't have it against uh, Milwaukee, and that under did not hit. The good was St. Louis and Chicago under there was great. Lance Lynn looked awesome. And then I totally whiffed on Oakland and Seattle. I thought Oakland would win, and I thought they'd score a lot of points. They did not, so I went one and three yesterday. But for today, I'm kind of going to agree with you on what you said. I think the Yankees not only can win, I'm going to give them the uh, minus one and a half. Steven Matz, former Met pitcher, he sucks. Doesn't yep. look good at all. So, yeah, give me the Yankees minus 1.5. I like Cleveland Moneyline versus Detroit. I think that's a good win there. And then I'm taking two overs, Atlanta and Boston. Teams are going to score. Atlanta's offense is coming up big right now, and Boston is always dangerous. And then the other over is Texas and the Angels. Okay, two pitchers are going there. I don't – I'm trying to remember. I think Heaney is going for L.A., if I remember correctly, or Griffin Canning. I'm not sure. But I know those pitchers, uh, they both have very high ERAs. I think Texas gets going. I think the Angels are going to score. I know Trout's not there, but I'm confident in that over. Okay, so those are my four today. You should bet them. That's what I'm telling you. All right, I like it. 
All right, let's look for some ads, okay? We're looking for some baseball ads that people have to know. Josh, where are we going? I'm starting. If you're going to pick up a guy tonight specifically, I would say stuff pitchers, getting streaming pitchers is getting a little wild already. Where at least in our league, there's just, I feel like there's a lot of junk out there. But yeah. Jake Arrieta is playing Pittsburgh. He's already got two wins, two quality stars, a bunch of Ks, and a low ERA against these guys. Pick up Jake Arrieta tonight. I like him against the Pirates. I'm looking at Joey Wendell. Okay. Multiple positions. He's, He's crushing, crushing the ball. Absolutely yeah. killing it. Absolutely killing it. He could play pretty much the entire field. Over 500 last week, 378 over the last two, three home runs, eight RBIs, one stolen base over the last two weeks. And then I'm going with, again, relievers are tough. Kenyon Middleton. He only has three saves in the year. He just got one. But what I like about him and what I'm reading is he's likely a trade candidate towards the middle of the season. Not that he'd be a closer somewhere else, but I think you get saves out of him now because Seattle will be showcasing him and giving him the opportunities as they ro rotate the closer. So if you're looking for some saves in the short term, he has the potential because I think he'll be there trying to put him out there to see what kind of value they could get back for. All right. Um, so I agree with you on the pitcher standpoint. Pitchers is getting rough. Yes. One pitcher that I do like is Merrill Kelly on Arizona. So mm. his team is not good. So you might not get a lot of wins, but his last two games, Miami pitched well, got a quality start, but then he played the Dodgers and shut them down. 16 Ks in those last 13 innings, two quality starts. He's looking good. And then some batters. Let's talk about Adam Fraser on Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh, but this guy just continues to hit. Second base, outfielder. Okay, 423 in his last 14 games, and he has a nine-game hitting streak. Okay, this is probably the one guy in Pittsburgh that you can actually play and be okay with. Okay, yep. and then last one, just came back from, I think, injury and was called up, Danny Santana on Boston. You talk about a guy that plays everywhere. This guy literally is eligible at almost all the positions. Two home runs in his three games back, and he threw in a stolen base there as well. Okay, so he could be a good option hitting that you know, the heart of that Boston lineup. So that could be a very good pickup as well. So there we got, got our pickups there. Hopefully they all turn out and pick them up. In other news, just about sports and, and drafts and fantasy, I actually starting a slow draft where I do it with um, pairing with my little brother for a best ball NFL league. So you just oh, kind of best ball NFL. Wow. Um, so yeah, we're, we're in round four right now uh, on day two of round four. Um, we had the first overall pick. We took Christian McCaffrey, but we'll get into football as we get closer on, but it just, I'm just getting people excited out there. How, uh, how long is each pick? What do you get? Two hours? hours. Oh, two, two hours. hours. So that's not that long. I mean, no. it's long, but it's not as long as what I've but seen. It's like, um, you know, the rock, the roster's quite big, right? You know, for everyone who knows, no, we don't set the, you don't set the lineup. You just draft the team yeah. for the whole year and that's all you get. So I think that's part of, uh, you know, part of it, but yeah, so we'll see. Got, um, right now we got McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson and JK Dobbins. So I'm feeling pretty good about those three in a 12 team league. So not bad, not bad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Court is in session. Let's debate here today. We are talking about older athletes and the great moments that they have as they've – we look at Phil Mickelson who just won the Masters at uh, – not the Masters, the PGA Championship, sorry, major is what I meant to say, at the age of 50. Now, Max, I think for me this conversation has to start, probably end for some people, with Tom Brady. Though, right? Is that like – so, I mean, we can debate about other people in a moment, but I think we have to give Tom Brady his due. He's 43 years old, and he just won a Super Bowl. And he plays football. Like, this is not like golf. Like, not, I'm not taking anything away, but this right. is the contact sport. Right. He's getting hit, and he looks just as good as he had in years. Yeah. So, now, let me ask you this as we kind of get into this discussion. Modern medicine and technology, is that truly what's playing the, a factor here? and Or is the fact that guys like Tom Brady, because not everyone on this list that I'm going to mention has all the money in the world, but Tom Brady has all the money in the world, right? He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So it might make, make it easier for him. Well, I just, I do think obviously technology and, you know, people understanding their body a little bit more does play a difference. But it is really interesting as we're getting, you know, across all sports, 
guys are doing it not only longer, but doing it at a pretty, you know, good pace. Like Tom Brady, 43 playing football. Like, and he's not playing, he's not a place kicker. You know, you talk about Morton Anderson, you know, throwing the name back. Morton Anderson can get it done. Yeah. He's kicking footballs. Tom Brady's throwing it, staying in the pocket, you know, 250, 300 pound guys trying to get him down and he's doing it. So it's amazing. Tom Brady, there's a lot of other people on this list, but it is interesting. I do kind of agree. Athletes seem to be getting better as they're getting older. And I'm not sure what's really going on, but it's something we're definitely seeing. Yeah. You know, usually you would see, usually see a sharp decline with a lot of athletes. Right. But even if you look at someone like LeBron James, who's been in the league for an extended period of time, right? probably two decades of LeBron um, and his level of play is MVP caliber. So it's not even just looking at the age of a player. It's how long they've actually played in the league itself as well. plays a factor. Sometimes you start at different ages, right. um, but players are playing longer um, and they've been successful. So like I looked at like Tiger Woods, for example, that 43 in 2019, he won the masters. Yep. I mean, great moment. Thrilled for Tiger. Hopefully he's recovering well. We'll see him out on a golf course sometime in the near future. But it's impressive that there, you know, we have that. And so I think, again, golf, not a contact sport, but it, it's interesting to see how some of these athletes are able to progress later, especially when I feel like you used to hit 30 and people be like, I'm a little nervous. Right. And this is not just, you know, there's not, there are some positions out there where this is not the case. Running backs really, you know, seven, eight years tops, 23 to about 30. When they hit that 30, Pretty much running backs go downhill. Now, Frank Gore, obviously the exception, he's been doing it, you know, forever. But right. there is that thing in the and NFL, now, yeah. running backs, in running backs where you just, you hit that wall at 30, that let that number three gets to you and it just, you start to go downhill. So it is interesting. I think running backs would be the one exception to this rule where you don't see a lot of age old running backs still doing well. So give me some players, Max, that you kind of fit on this, that you put on this list that you so, think. Would... Yeah, I mean, I was looking through it. I, I kind of brought up a couple first ones right in the way. Serena Williams, Roger Federer, into their well into their late 30s, and I'd say still dominating their sport of tennis. Okay, they may not be number one in the world, but they're definitely within that top five. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think they're the same age. I think they're 38, maybe 39. And, you know, tennis is one of those sports. You got to have the power. You got to have the, you know, agility and stuff like that. And that is tough on your knees to constantly go back and forth. So those are two names I saw. Okay. One that actually surprised me, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Four titles after he turned 35. Now, obviously, you know, it's a team sport, whatever. But he was, right. a, fir- he was a finals MVP at 38. And he was a first yep. teamer at 39. Okay, so that's, you know, those are solo acts that you have to do. He got it done, you know, at a very old age. Okay, so there were some I brought up. Jack Nicholas, we didn't talk about. Okay, but he had six major titles after 35. And he won the Masters at 46. Okay, just to kind of put into perspective what Phil Mickelson did, four years older, and he got it done. So those are some names that I brought up. Josh, any names that uh, kind of stick out to you? Yeah, how about Vince Carter? He actually has played through his career through four decades. Wow. Four decades in his career, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and he hit 2020. Um, He only played the one year, obviously, but technically it counts. Uh And, yeah, he's survived. And I think what I like about Vince Carter's story, though I didn't like how he left Toronto because I feel like he kind of, like, just – folded it in to get traded, which I feel like happens more often in NBA and other sports, which I don't love. But he reinvented his game, which is what I like about Vince Carter. Everyone knew Vince Carter for the dunk contest and his high-flying actions. But, you know, growing up in New Jersey and you go to a Nets game, it was all about the VC3. You know, you would get that Vince Carter three-point shot. He learned how to extend his game out to that three-point line and was able to extend his career. And I think of his fellow teammate, Jason Kidd's a similar guy, who was really only ever known for his ability to, to pass and steal, uh, was never a good shooter, added a three-point dynamic into his game, ended up playing into his late 30s as well. Um, so those are two NBA game guys I like. 
Someone I want to mention that I don't think gets enough credit as a player because of who he was. How about Bartolo Colon? Yeah, it was his birthday yesterday. Okay. He had his first home run. He's a pitcher at 42 years old. And he's a guy who I would say doesn't get the respect or credit he deserves. He was never the best pitcher. But in a a long MLB season, 162 games, you need what I like to call an innings eater. You need a guy that's going to go out there. He's going to pitch six innings. He's not going to, like, let up 20 runs. Yes, he's going to let up a few. It's going to be sloppy and ugly, but he's consistent at that. And some seasons throw worse than others for sure, but he he clearly was good enough where he was playing into his 40s, and people like the Mets were still paying him. Like, it's – And he looked great. You know, during he the Mets time, I, he's one of those guys – first of all, talk about innings eater. I think that's funny considering – what he looks like, which I think is awesome. <laughs> but you talk about at the time when Colon, uh, Bartolo Colon was on the Mets, Harvey was there, Wheeler was there, Syndergaard was there, I think DeGrom was there, all these guys, and they were getting hurt at a young age. And Bartolo Colon, who's in his close to 40s at that time, is just like, yeah, I'm good. Like, just let's keep going. Like, I'm ready to keep going. And it's just, it's crazy, Bartolo Colon. I mean, he's another guy with all the Mets injuries. Give him a call. See what he's doing. I'm sure he Go on the field tomorrow and can pitch you four innings of, you know, one-run ball. He'd be out in the outfield shagging fly balls too, right? Why not? Um, I'm all ready for it. The other guy had – surprised you didn't bring it up. I was looking at hockey. How about Yamir Yager? Yep. Still going. Still playing to this day. I think he's closing, on, closing in on 50. Yeah. I mean, what I looked at, which I thought was an interesting stat with him, he uh, he led the Florida Panthers in scoring in 2016-2017 season at the age of 44. He led the uh, scoring at the age of 44, um, and he's obviously continuing to play. He's not in uh, – where is he now? Uh, he's in the Czech Republic. I think Czech. he's actually playing for the team that he owns, so maybe that's why he's still playing. But, hey, ah, still he's on like a, there, still doing his thing. He's an he's owner a, player, of course. Owner player. And it's interesting that we talk about owner players. As we get into our top ten in a little bit, We'll be talking about fictional athletes, and uh, mm. there are corner players out there that uh, could be on people's list. There is another uh, hockey player that I wanted to bring up, Mr. Yeah, hockey, Gordy Howe. Okay, this guy was an all-star at the age of 39. His final NHL season was 50. He actually came out of retirement to play in the WHA, which was the other hockey league that competed with the NHL at this time in the 70s. He wanted to play with his sons. So in his mid-40s, he topped 90 points four times, okay? Gordy uh, Howe literally played his final games into his 50s and even would do some charity games into his 60s. This guy literally just can put him on today and still play. I mean, it, it's amazing what he did, Gordy Howe. Like, I think you, you talked about it before about Vince Carter with decades. I'm pretty sure Gordy Howe played in like four or five decades as well. He played for that long. Okay. Were there any baseball guys that you brought up? Because I do have a couple. Yes. Well. I, I, well, I brought up um, – I brought up Cologne, of course. I was looking at – another one I had here was uh, Jamie Moyer. Mm, oh, my God. Jamie Moyer. Yeah. So, he – lefty pitcher through uh, 49 years old. Oldest pitcher in MLB history to win a game and record an RBI. Oh, my God. Good for him. Yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> – impressive um but 49 i mean and again talk about pitchers that just keep keep on throwing and, and can eat innings uh jamie moore was your guy for a you know I mean, the guy for a long time he, seattle and philly mainly yep at the end i think colorado as well possibly um yeah but at, yep. at the end i'm pretty sure he was throwing his fastball like low 80s like he was just just getting it in there and he was just he was control he would mix up his pitches and twenty-five again, MLB seasons. Now, not insane. a lot of wins. He played for teams that weren't great, truthfully. Yeah, consistently, but uh, twenty-five MLB seasons. This is just nuts. Wow. I have a couple others. Uh, Satchel Page was a mm-hmm. forty-two-year-old rookie. You know, this was all because of the color barrier, and he was playing in the Negro leagues. Um, but he, in five years after he got the call up, so forty-two to forty-seven, forty-eight. In those five years, he had a 331 ERA, okay? And he actually pitched at the age of 59. He had a game against, I think he was either played for KC or was against Kansas City. In 1965, he pitched three innings and gave up one hit at the age of 59. 
I mean, that's truly crazy to think about. And then let's talk about Nolan Ryan. Right. Okay. Two no hitters after the age of 43. And he led the league in strikeouts age 40, 41, 42, and 43. I mean, that's so crazy to think about. Nolan Ryan at that old age is getting it done. So, and I, I do, I do find it funny that we're saying old age is forty. Yeah, I mean, old, sport, old sports, of course, age, sports. Yes. Totally, but I totally just thought it was very funny. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an interesting thing as we've kind of seen and, and continues to progress here is that players are staying around in leagues more than they had previously. So, I think it's going to be interesting, and I think you'll see more of these records like uh, Phil broke. Uh, potentially broken because people are playing longer. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Tom Brady, didn't he say he wanted to play into his 50s? Yeah. Or mid-40s at least? I mean, he's there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens as that continues. The Top 10. All right. Let's get into a fun one, Max. This is a good list. It's a top. Well, let's see if it's a good list. Let's let's not. I'm not going to give you credit for a good list just yet. But it's a top ten greatest. I I I wrote down as greatest fictional athletes. Is that was that what we're going for here? Exactly. It. It is a top ten of the best fictional athletes in sport, movies, TV shows, wherever you want to bring it. Now, before we get into this list, I do want to let you know that Wikipedia actually has a Hall of Fame. For fictional characters. I did not characters. Yep, I looked it up. Okay, so there's some criterias. Okay, in order to be in this Hall of Fame, you have to have been in a movie or TV show after 1970. If you're in before that, you are considered a veteran. And that was a veterans category in 2015. Wow. So little uh, information for you there. Uh, So, you know. We'll uh, see. This started in 2013, by the way. Okay, yeah. I, I did not look at this when I uh, – that, I obviously don't know about it. So, so but, that was very interesting. But let's get into it. This was hard. I have to tell you, as we get into this here, it was hard to pick this. My, like, first off, I will say that, like, you know, it's definitely a preference thing, of course, about who you like. But I would say that, like, Certain ones I felt it's like were clearly more iconic than others. And I, I don't know if you felt that way. When I made this list, I'm like, oh, I think about this person. I'm like, this is like, this is it. When I think of an athlete, this is who I think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I do agree. It was, uh, first of all, it was, there were way, there was a lot more athletes than I thought, fictional athletes than I really yeah. thought. So to get it down to 10 was very hard. But yeah, and I'm like still debating on if like all ten of mine are like what I really want. So it's just well, you know, when you when you're saying like you need an athlete, you're starting a team. This is the guy you want in whatever sport. So Josh, kick us off ten through six. Let's see. Number ten, I am going with owner, coach, player, singer, songwriter, promoter, promoter. The legendary Jackie Moon. Of course. Okay. If you have not watched Semi Pro and seen this movie, people don't like it. They're going to tell you really? that, like, there's like some weird, because, you know, everyone's like all about Will Ferrell's other roles. Of course. This is an underrated Will Ferrell role. He is so good as Jackie Moon. Woody Harrelson's in the movie. He no. literally creates a washer machine to get Woody Harrelson on the on the team. Right, it's, it's phenomenal. I give me some Jackie Moon all day long. I mean, there's so many good one-liners in that movie. I mean, it's it's you know amazing. They're talking about uh, trying to win a game, but they don't want to win by too much because then right. they have to give the whole crowd corn dogs. Corn dogs. And Jackie Moon <laughs> goes, "You don't even got corn dogs." I mean, like yeah. it's such a great. That's such a good movie. So I already like this list. Number ten, great start. All right. Number nine, I'm going to baseball. And this is the only movie that has two people on the list 
I'm going with Wesley Snipes and Willie Mays Hayes. Wow, okay. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes, okay? He was nowhere near talented enough to have a name like that. He was super fast, though. He is one of these guys out there who looks clueless at all times, but he buys a hundred base uh, um, uh, batting gloves. gloves. Batting gloves, thank you. I'm blanking on the word there because he wants to steal that many bases. I don't think he gets quite there, but he's extremely entertaining. He is also one of the real reasons that one of my favorite lines in that movie is when Pedro Serrano, one of the other characters, wants to sacrifice a live chicken. And when Wesley Snipes says that on, on the movie, I laugh every time. It just makes me laugh that they're ready to sacrifice a live chicken. They end up with a bucket of KFC. So give me really Mays Hayes there at number nine. Number eight, I'm going to football, and I'm talking Footsteps Falco. Give me Shane Falco of the replacements, Keanu Reeves, okay? This guy, I've never, what an interesting character he is. He's literally scrubbing crap off of a boat, yep. and the next thing you know, he's called into action as a replacement player to lead the Washington Sentinels. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to play off glory, chicks dig scars, and glory lasts forever. Some yep. great lines in that one as well. So give me some Shane Falco at number eight. This is where it starts getting tough. Number seven. I went with Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Of lot. Okay. Ends up on the Dodgers. They – his speed and his ability to play as a child, at least for me watching him, is what you dreamed about, at least. If I wanted to be a baseball player, you wanted to be Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I mean, that's just me. I, I, that's, mm-hmm. he's, he's the guy I looked at that I wanted to be. Of course. Wow. All right. Number six. I went baseball. Okay. A bit unconventional. He's got so many nicknames, I can't even say them all. Mainly because they're super inappropriate. But give me Kenny freaking Powers, okay? <laughs> Eastbound and down. If you're looking for an inappropriate show where, you know, you, you can't have the kids around for it, watch it then. He is the man. He's the reverse Apache master, okay? He has some of the best catchphrases out there. Wild, crazy fast arm. Absolutely love some Kenny Powers, Danny McBride, all the way. Okay, wow. So not a bad list. I will <laughs> say your last two are the only two that I had on my list at all. The, the ones I just did? Yep. Kenny Powers and Benny the Jet are on my list. Wow, so no but, Willie Mates, Jackie Moon, so or... Here's my, thing. here's my thing. We're talking about the best athletes. They have to be good. Do we think Willie Mays Hayes was good at baseball? He stole a million bases. He's got well, a million of them. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Dane Falco. I look at listen, a I, Dallas team that had the whole Dallas team cross the picket line, and he played with replacement players. Yeah, and I, won the game. I think it I'm was sorry. A, a one-hit wonder. Jackie Moon. I'm not even convinced was the best player. He was good at a lot of things. No, he was. I would pick his teammate, <laughs> Coffee Black. If you remember correctly, Coffee Black, yes. under two thousand was far better than him. And I would even put, um, what's his name? Woody Harrelson up there as well. He was pretty good. But how many people on your list was a player, owner, coach, promoter, singer, song, writer? I mean, he does a lot. That's, that's you know, he's definitely great at a lot of things. I think he might be better at other things as well. So let's get into the list of the greatest athletes to play in their sport. <laughs> Number 10. Go to football. Paul Cruz. Okay, this guy was a solid football athlete. Okay, he got a little bit messed up in the law, but he takes a group of nobodies, and they take on the guards, and they win. So Paul Cruz, Adam Sandler, and um, what was in the original? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, it's going to kill me, but I can't think of it. But Paul Cruz, great guy in the longest yard, gets it done. Burt Reynolds. You're looking Burt for Reynolds, Burt of course. I can't believe I couldn't think of it. But number 10 is Paul Crew. Number nine, cake eater, Adam Banks, was far and away the best hockey player in the Mighty Ducks movie. Char- yeah. Charlie Conway gets all the credit because he's the leader. 
but he is not that good. I remember seeing him in the first movie. Now, he got way better from the first to the third, but he was horrible, and Adam Banks is phenomenal. You, Team USA in the second one was lucky his wrist got better. That's that right. Able to beat <laughs> Team Iceland. So Adam yeah. Banks, far better, number nine. Number eight, this guy wanted to see the money. Rod Tidwell, okay, he was phenomenal. What an athlete. He believed in himself. He got Jerry Maguire to believe in him as well. Cuban Gooden Jr. was phenomenal. Show him the money. That's why he's on my list. He was number 11. I did put Jackie Moon over him, but he was wow. close to being on my list. I got, yeah. a couple, I got a couple honorable mentions we'll go over after. So number eight, Rod Tidwell. Number seven, you talked about him, Kenny Powers. Okay, this guy was phenomenal. I wrote down. One quote that best describes Kenny Powers. It's appropriate, so don't worry. He goes, I play real sports, not trying to be the best at exercising. Which, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I think I live my life with that as well, okay? So, Kenny Powers was phenomenal. You said it as well. Throwing heat gets the job done. Number six for me, going back to football, any given Sunday, Willie Beeman, okay? He is the present day. No, come on, you're crazy. Okay. He's, way, he's much. Uh, I will talk about Willie Beeman on my top five. He's way too low. Oh, on okay. List. So you're 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 happy with him? He's good on the list. Oh, well, I thought you were saying he needs to be you know higher. Oh, but anyway, yeah, Willie yeah. Beeman, man, is the he's like the Michael Vick of fictional movies. This guy was phenomenal. He ran. He threw. Yeah, he threw up a little bit before the games because he was a little nervous. Okay, but this guy was great. Okay, he's literally what you call the Lamar Jackson of the football world right now. Guy was amazing. So that's my 10 through 6. Josh, 5 through 1, and I guess I already know there's going to be one person on that list. Yeah, so first I want to say, originally on my list, I had Gordon Bombay on there. Now, you know, I was speaking to my fiancé here. She was like, he's the coach. Even if he played, you know, so I was like, all right, you know what? I took Bombay off the list. That's fair. I just want to make that clear. But I think Gordon Bombay, the Minnesota Miracle Man, should be a top five in all-time fictional characters. Next time we'll do fictional coaches and see what we do. Okay. All right. Fine. So this was tough. But I had to, like, really think about not just being just a gifted athlete but there's more to it than that there's a presence that comes into it the the charlie conway factor of the leadership thing oh, right i guess sure so i'm going with an unconventional sport here now any guesses max unconventional sport of where i could be going here talking about <laughs> bowling maybe not bowling but you're on the right track it does have a ball and it's dodgeball. Give me White Goodman, okay? Oh, my goodness gracious. Ben Stiller as the villain in dodgeball was one of his greatest roles of all time. Facial, LaFleur, total facial. All right, give me some White Goodman. His dodgeball skills were insane. His training regiment was nuts. This guy was cream of the crop, elite athlete. He only lost because this, the team let him down, okay? Give me Global Gym any day of the week. Okay. Uh, Interesting pick there. Number four, I'm going with Wild Thing, Rick Vaughn. I brought up Major League earlier. Charlie Sheen as Wild Thing, Rick Vaughn. Fun fact about this movie and why it's so important. This fact may not be true, but I feel like it is. <laughs> is that entrance music for players – only really started in baseball after this movie as Wild Thing Rick Vaughn came out to Wild Thing. Um, as that music played, the crowd went nuts. The guy could throw basically over 100 miles per hour before it was a thing. He is the most dominant pitcher out there. So give me some Ricky Vaughn. Number two, I'm going with Willie. Uh, sorry, number three. I have three here. Sorry. Willie Steeman Beeman. Okay. Too low on your list. He was Willie. at he was at six for me. <laughs> okay, Willie Stephen Beeman. Okay, a phenomenal football player. He went from a people wanted him to be a cornerback. He got his shoulder all screwed up. And talking about elite coaches, pairing him with Tony D'Amato, played by Al Pacino. These two, a match made in heaven. They upset that first win in the playoff game. They pulls it pulls out a miracle. They did lose. But Willie Stephen Beeman, 
phenomenal pick here. Definitely needs to be on everyone's top 10. I appreciate that he's on your list all to get, uh, at all. So, Willie mm-hmm. Steve. Okay. Number two. I'm going with Happy Gilmore. Oh, man. Adam Sandler. Okay. I'm going with Happy Gilmore. He is the best golfer out there. All right. I'm a big golf fan. I need some Happy Gilmore. Super talented. One of the best drives out there. Bryson DeChambeau has got nothing on Happy out there. So give me some Happy Gilmore at number two. Okay. So you're number one. Who's the best? Who's the best? I don't think this is a question. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. It's Rocky Balboa. He takes down Ivan Drago. He takes down Apollo Creed. There's no one else. Takes down Mr. T. Uh, He's still out there training people. It's Rocky. Rocky is the ultimate sports athlete. He's the ultimate underdog. It's hard not to root for him. It's one of my favorite movies of all time is the first Rocky movie. So give me Rocky Balboa at number one. All right. Not bad. Now, a couple things. Sure. I... Rick Vaughn is not on my list. If your name is Wild Thing as a pitcher, you're not good. Okay. No, that's 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 factually wrong. No, All that's a hundred percent correct. He had he he was Wild Thing because he didn't have glasses for a long time. Okay. He realized he was blind out there, my glasses, and then he shuts people down. I need to see the longevity. We've talked about longevity in careers. And he needs to do this for more than just you know a couple couple innings here and there. Okay. I mean, this is, these are movies. We're just basing this off a of short course. period of time. But, yeah. Well, see, there's the issue, though. You know what? Happy Gilmore, you think after this he went on? I would pick Shooter McGavin as my golf man if I needed somebody to win. Well, that's a huge mistake. Obviously, Happy was completely much more talented. He beats Shooter. He yeah, but- started late, and it would have kept progressing, okay? He won, and he would have kept going up. So if you're talking about longevity and projection of careers, Happy would have only improved as time went on. All right, so let's talk about longevity. My number five was a career minor leaguer, but he was very good. Okay, I'm talking about Crash Davis. Okay, this guy hit, was a career home run hitter, hit the most home runs in the minor leagues. Now, I know what you're thinking, minor leagues, but he was there to groom all these young pitchers that would come up, okay? This guy was the real deal. I wish he would have gotten his shot. Who knows what would have happened? You talked about him before, but my number four, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. And what a lot of you guys don't know, when he stopped playing baseball, he actually went to play hockey, okay? He used a different name, okay? He was super fast in that movie. But this was a dual sport athlete, if you think about it. But yeah, yeah. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> But that is no, that is true. He, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he was Luis. He was Luis Mendoza, the fastest kid, you know, on skates, just couldn't stop. Okay, but all joking aside, Benny the Jet grows up to be a, a major league baseball player. He's great. Number four, this one, my number three. I'm going to tell you, my three, two, one are not on your list, and it's a little shocking to me. Go ahead, please. Number three. He coined the term, if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby is the greatest fake NASCAR driver out there in the world. Okay. Will Ferrell. Okay. Another very underrated movie. I don't know what it is. People just don't like Will Ferrell. But he has these hidden gem of movies that a couple of them that I'm thinking of. You said Sammy Pro, um, Talladega Nights, but Kicking and Screaming is another really good sports movie. Yeah, right? yeah. Nobody talks about how good he is in these some of these movies. He's phenomenal. But Ricky Bobby at, was great. I'll comment at the end on all of these. All That's right? fine. Ricky Bobby was phenomenal. Number two, the only woman on my list, Dottie Hansen, the amazing women's catcher for the All-American League, for the women. Okay? She was great. Okay? She was a phenomenal – you talk about leader – this was her, okay? This was her team. She got those peaches, okay, to the championship. I think if I remember correctly, I don't even remember, but she was great. And number one, I- I'm blown away this person wasn't even on your list, the greatest baseball player of all time, okay? There was a bat named after him, Roy Hobbs, okay? He used Wonder Boy, 
okay? He broke light fixtures, the, the music, the game, okay? This guy got shot and was still able to play baseball, okay? Yeah. Roy Hobbs is a phenomenal, best fictional sports athlete there ever could be. Yeah. See, I mean, I just disagree. It, I, I'll buy if I didn't have Roy Haas, but you you not having Rocky balances okay. that out. Here's mind. my problem. Okay. I, okay, I hope we don't mess anything up here with our group. I hated Rocky. Wow. You should be ashamed of yourself. I thought it was one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Wow. I went into this with the hype of, you know, A Thousand Sons, and it totally did not live up to the hype wow. for me at all. I expected so much more. I was not a fan. Wow, that I, I have, I have. Your list is invalid automatically now because of that. Now, the I second could, thing is, it could be because I didn't have subtitles on, so half the movie I have no idea what he was saying. Um, wow, but, so you're, you're just. It sounds like you're complaining here. I would say this: you have a minor leaguer on who's there. A, the best home run hitter in the minor leagues. What does that mean? It's like the best home run hitter in who cares? That's what I think that is. Okay. He was grooming and, the young kids. And Ricky Bobby, okay, would be nothing without his shake and bake part, okay, slingshotting him around for the wins. That was a team sport. El Diablo and Matchstick Man, okay, teaming up, all right. I'm just saying that. I could buy Ricky Bobby like I put Jackie Moon on there. I just think he's a little high on your list. Okay. The greatest, you know, sports. He was the greatest one. You can't think of another NASCAR guy. I so. would, if you want Jean Girard, I can put him on the list, but he's not as great. So let me ask you this. Give me, give me some of your honorable mentions. Let, right. let, 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 what do you got? Here? Let's talk about this. First one on the list, Air Bud. Air Bud was a phenomenal athlete. Okay. Air Bud could play basketball. He could play football. He, I think, may have even played a little bit of hockey in there. I'm not sure. But Air Bud... What a, what an athlete! Okay, uh, I do have okay. I do have Jackie Moon, I do have Coffee Black, but my other surprise one because we didn't use video games, but Pablo Sanchez is actually the best fictional sports athlete of all time. He can do everything. He's got a little belly. He was small. This guy could pitch, throw, hit. Uh, he was amazing. He was amazing. So, if I could do video games, Pablo Sanchez was the best. All right. The other ones I had. First off, Apollo Creed could easily be on anyone's list. Yeah, I think he's good. Uh, um, I mean, most of the Rocky cast could be on there, even if you don't like it, but it's fine. Uh, how about Daniel LaRusso? Give me some Karate Kid and Ralph Macchio. I'm going the obscure sports here, but uh, I, I've been watching the Cobra Kai on Netflix. It's awesome. I don't know if you watch, but hey, it's, uh, on my list. it's good. Uh, so give me some Cobra Kai and, and Daniel LaRusso and, and that whole group over there. Um, I agree with you, Adam Banks. I think you could have put Charlie Conway on the Knicks. Uh, don't sleep on Fulton Reed, though, either. Guy who won the best shots out there, okay? Couldn't skate, um, but, you know, I understand. What Julie, you the cat, Julie the Cat was far better. She was a great athlete. She was phenomenal. I, mean, I she don't was know why great... Goldberg gets all the love, because he, I mean. He was terrible. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, man. If I have a game to start, Julie the Cat's going to be taking it down. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Little Big League where that kid manages the twins? Yeah. Lou Collins, first baseman. Uh, first baseman. Phenomenal. Yeah, Lou Collins. Okay. That is a good one. Phenomenal athlete. Just couldn't find the way to get on my list. Um, but yeah, I do Lou like Collins the Dottie there. Hinton one. I think that was a good call on your part. I think getting Dottie on there was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think about anyone else. There's that other baseball movie where the kid like gets like a broken arm and can pitch really well, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, that's yeah, it's all right. Not my personal favorite, but I could see why you like it. So yeah, listen, I think the list can go on and on. I'm sure people have a lot of different feelings about this. Um, like I said, I know Rod Titwell was on like he was number eleven for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are just certain characters I think like, you know, I really just like. I you look at Movies like The Replacements at Any Given Sunday are some of my favorite movies of all time. Um, um, you know, obviously very different types of genres and feels to them. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, this was a great list. I like I mean, the idea you, you, of doing coaches. Yeah, coaches. I don't know if there's enough, though. I'm a little worried about it. No, there's, there, there's enough. Every one of these movies we just mentioned probably has a coach or manager. You could do like a maybe manager. So would, would Jackie Moon be on the list again? 
Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, would he make my list? I don't know. You'll have to tune in next week to find out. Mm, yes, absolutely. So, all right, man. What a list. This was a good one. I enjoyed it. Good times all around for all of us here at Hanging the Nest. We will see you next week back at a regularly scheduled time on Mondays. We apologize again for our technical difficulties. Later, everybody. Peace.